I'm Sierra Reed Langston, and this is the HIPAA Critical Podcast. Data breaches can happen due to a wide range of causes and may relate to both physical and electronic media. For example, one of the most common causes of data breaches are emails that contain personal data being sent to the wrong person. Other common unintentional causes of data breaches include papers not being disposed of properly, information being accidentally published online, and information not being adequately secured. Data breaches can also occur due to intentional and malicious actions, such as cyber attacks, phishing, theft, and other purposeful actions aimed at obtaining personal data from an organization. Have you ever wondered how you may be leaving yourself open for a data breach? Well, in this episode, that is what we will be covering. We're going to give you an overview of the biggest threats in healthcare right now, as well as provide examples of how you may be vulnerable to a threat actor. Today, we have Aaron Collins, System Administrator for Developmental Center of the Ozarks, to discuss these topics in greater detail. Hey, Aaron, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm very happy to have you on. Well, thanks a lot for having me. Well, great. Well, let's get started. So, Aaron, can you provide some background on the Developmental Center of the Ozarks? Essentially, who you guys are, where you're located, and who you all serve. That would probably be a great starting point. Yeah, I can. Um, we are a nonprofit here in Southwest Missouri, and we serve infants and children and adults that have developmental disabilities or physical disabilities or developmental dis- delays. Okay. And we do this through providing therapies, um, education, habilitative programs. Um, we try to promote personal growth by teaching skills to uh, help everybody uh, fully integrate into the community and lead productive lives. Okay, great. Thanks so much for the background there. And I know that you are well-versed in building HIPAA-compliant environments and handle everything technology-related. What is the biggest challenge or mission that you have currently? I think currently the biggest uh, challenge and mission is just how the technology landscape is evolving. It's really evolving at a fast pace. True. And, you know, you're, you're constantly every day reading through news and articles and looking at the latest, greatest stuff that's available. You've always got your staff, you know, asking you questions. Can we use this? Can we use that? You know, and putting all of that together and trying to make something that is really friendly and simple for the user so mm-hmm. that the staff can get their job done efficiently. I think that's been the biggest, the biggest thing right now. Okay, great. And how has your company evolved from when you first started? How long have you been with the company? Well, I've been here for seven years. And um, back in the beginning when I started, you know, we were doing a lot of our work on paper. There was mm. just a, such a, a burden of paperwork and moving that over into a digital environment. That was, that's a huge change. And now that we've got things moved over into a digital environment, you know, we're seeing a lot of these efficiencies starting to happen and also being able to, um, you know, have people get their job done in a, a much more effective way without having to do all the paperwork. Right. So that's, that's been a big change. Okay, great. And I know that you had mentioned that, you know, you're trying to stay abreast of all the emerging technologies. And I feel you there in marketing. Same thing. Every week I research the new platforms that are out, the new software, whether it's intent data, marketing automation, um, gifting platforms. So I am definitely with you there. Um, we all need to stay abreast of the latest technologies and innovations. Right. You know, and I'm, I'm seeing a lot of information come across, you know, whether it's in the uh, Becker's Hospital Review or HIPAA journals or through podcasts and stuff. And right. that's really, really helpful for, you know, following those leads every single day. 
Yeah, makes sense. And Aaron, on to the next question. How has COVID changed your approach to IT security? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's drastically changed <laughs> it. You know, that if you look at the trends as far as uh, breaches or you look at the trends on, on the types of hacks that have been happening over this last year, it's really boiling down to training your staff. Uh, lots of staff training, you know, on password security, uh, not clicking links. Uh, there's so many of these um, attacks that are that are, you know, caused by email phishing mainly. Oh yes. You see a lot of, you know, you you especially when you're reading uh, about the people that have that have gone through uh, HIPAA crises, it's almost always caused by some type of a HIPAA phishing, uh, email phishing attack. Yeah, and so yeah. Yeah, so coming up with the right um, the right solutions to to help block some of that, as well as training the staff on what to look for when it comes into their inbox, mm-hmm. that's that's been a big a big um, thing for the year. Yeah, I think that's huge. I think a lot of users um, before I was in the healthcare space, I wasn't you know super aware of phishing scams and you know CE or people impersonating my CEO at companies. So I think <laughs> you know the education on that you know that these phishing emails are coming and what they look like is huge. It is. It's really huge, you know, and, and sometimes you need to ask yourself, you know, why is the CEO contacting me in the first place? Right. You know, they are the CEO. And does that, does it relate to my job function at all? I mean, there, there are some common sense things that can help you out there. That's true. And why are they sending to my Gmail when they obviously always talk to me <laughs> on Slack or in our, you know, our pawbox.com email address? Exactly. And Aaron, how has COVID changed your IT stack? You talked about this a little bit, but can you elaborate on this? You know, yeah, I can elaborate on it a little bit. Pre-COVID, we had a lot of things in place that were basically there for, you know, if we ever had an emergency scenario, like if a tornado hit or there was an earthquake, you know, how would we be able to have people working remotely, being able to get their job done? So it really wasn't a change in the IT stack. It was more of expanding what we already had available to us. Now, that, of course, has has come with its uh, with its own set of issues, you know, as far as training and getting people um, up to par on how to use this type of technology. Mm-hmm. But now that, you know, now that we've done that, we've, we kind of went through a point where we were looking at having to make a pivot. And in the middle of, of doing that, we realized that some of our offsite locations, you know, where we had traditionally gone to, to sit in office spaces were really no longer necessary. Mm. Yeah. So, that's that's another thing that's uh, you know expanding expanding the way we use our current IT stack. Okay, great. And what are the biggest threats that you're seeing from your customers and clients right now? Oh, I don't know any other way to say it other than themselves, mm. their own human nature. Yeah. Um, human error. You know, for in- yeah, human error. Human error. I mean, we had talked a second about email phishing attacks. That, that's I could throw that into human error. Some mm-hmm. of them are really good. I mean, right. I can't blame it all on people. Yeah. But um, when it comes down to making your passwords, something something as simple as that, uh, a lot of people will uh, refer to a date or an address, um, some type of information that they have already publicly put out into social media. Right. And I would I would really you know suggest people to use things like a, like a phrase, for instance. Not necessarily your favorite actor's phrase or something, but I would I would throw a phrase out there just because they're very long. They're difficult to crack. Yeah. Um, it's not something I could search on Facebook and find out about you and use as your password. <laughs> right. That makes sense. And the more we can take user error, user error out of the equation and make things more automated and streamless, I think that's what we really need to do. 
Yeah, and that comes by by creating something that's simple. If your users have to go through a 28-step process to do their job, that's not simple. Right. There's a lot of a lot of room for user error there. So creating something that's really simple and easy to use is is definitely always going to be the best solution. Great, great point. And are there any upcoming trends that we should be aware of or that the listeners should be aware of? You know, as far as trends go, I think it kind of, uh, some of it would probably go back into um, into email security. Also, I, I would be looking at um, the uh, supply chain exploitations rising. Um, we just recently had one of those in the news last week. So that's kind of um, something that people need to really be aware of and start start taking a note on hmm. looking at their own their own systems you know in your IT stack you may have a lot of software components and those software components are needed to be updated on a regular basis well if you have a lot of software components you have a lot of updates coming in so there's there's a bigger area for your supply chain attack to occur hmm. so if you can eliminate some of that stuff reduce your size have a smaller footprint it's a lot easier to manage that way Okay, great. Great, great point. And where do you see the security compliance or healthcare industry going in the next 10 years? I'm thinking it's going to be stricter. <laughs> I really am. I mean, you know, it, when we look at the types of things that have happened over the last three to five years, I really see room for improvement when it comes to writing the writing the rules and regulations. And unfortunately, mm. that means they're going to get stricter. I don't oh, see yeah. this. I don't see anything like depreciating and disappearing. I, I see more stuff being added. Okay. And you touched on this a little bit, but how do you keep up with industry trends or best practices? I know you mentioned some podcasts and I, you, you mentioned that you read a lot and research and so on and so forth, but do you have right. any yeah, industry trends or best practices specifically for finding solutions and new practices for meeting HIPAA requirements for search email database or network security? Well, um, you know, one of the things I like to do is listen to this podcast. Yes, I, I, okay. I get a lot of good information from this podcast, as well as just every time I get online and I'm searching for something, usually I see news related to what I'm searching for. I like to click on that news and read it. Of course, if, right. it's, if it's from a trusted source, I mean, I'm not going to go to the National Enquirer for my, for my information <laughs> on this, but, uh, you know, I do, I do like the HIPAA Journal and Becker's Hospital Review. I see... I see a lot of uh, stuff that comes up in there that, you know, is, is valuable for the Yeah, business. I agree with you. I read those too. I, I have alerts sent from a bunch of different sources to my email. So I just get alerts on yeah. all breaches, you know, so on and so yeah. forth. Anything about phishing. I mean, I, I spend a good amount of my day just reading articles and so on and so forth just to stay current on information. And last but not least, what do you do to de-stress and relax? I'm really big into analog photography, like film oh. photography. So on the weekends, we'll load up large format cameras and uh, we'll go out and do nature photography or landscape photography. It usually involves a grueling hike. Uh, oh, yeah. We're here in the Ozarks to go, go someplace really cool and hang out. I, um, I, I, feel like, I feel like y'all have a lot of good scenery for that. We do. We've got a lot of and, um, amazing hiking trails. The whole all of the Ozarks regions uh, got a lot of really good developed hiking trails. So I'm very jealous. <laughs> I'm in Texas and everything's flat. Yeah, I know. I need to. And yeah, I love hiking. Right. And there's just, you know, there's not much hiking experience here in Dallas, Texas. So I'll definitely need to explore after COVID and, um, you know, restart my hiking journey. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Aaron, thank you again for your time today. I really enjoyed getting to know you better. 
And listeners, thank you again for joining the Hypocritical Podcast. For more resources on this topic, please read our HIPAA breach report for December. In this report, we analyze HIPAA breach reporting submitted to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and summarize the types of breaches of PHI affecting 500 or more people. In addition, we have a few blog articles to reference. First one is called Business Email Compromise, How to Protect Yourself. This is a great resource on how to protect yourself from email attacks and gives examples on what to look out for. Last but not least, for more info on how Pawbox can help you with your email security needs, please refer to our blog, Why Pawbox. As a reminder, you can listen to other podcasts at pawbox.com or subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. Thanks again and see you next time.